up everybody welcome to the house of mario the south australian nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 power star rating i'm your host drew agnew and the doors to episode 173 are open this week on the show we're talking about pokemon's 25th anniversary plans and much more. There was a very nice Nintendo Switch announced, which we'll talk about too. Mm. And the talk all about that is my fresh from work. It's Bryce DeWitt. That's me. That's Bryce. I'm, I'm work fresh. You're so fresh. I'm so fresh. Very fresh. Fresh work of Millicent South Australia. There you go. Yeah. So in, fresh. In, in Southeast South Australia, born and raised, where I went work and spend most of my day. <laughs> Yep, so there's an absolutely fantastic intro for a 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Bryce, first episode of the year. Excited yeah. to get back into it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Now that everything's semi-sorted. Semi-sorted, yeah. Semi-sorted. If you're down to two jobs instead of uh, three jobs. Yeah, one one job and one runaround job that's sort of on and off and then TAFE. Yeah. So, cut down on that hospitality. There goes the money. <laughs> We're just thinking about how broke you're going to be now. It's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to be more like wary of funds now, but whatever. i got to do it for my future. That's, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. I think I think like uh, something important I've learned doing the three jobs over the last few months is that really, you know, as, as good as the money is, sometimes it is just a pure waste of time and you need to work on yourself, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, the money's good and that was good, but, um, you know, I'm not getting anywhere working the same thing over and over again and not getting any education done and, you know, I could be working a better-paying job rather than three jobs. So, unfortunately, yeah, that is kind of what it is. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a thing where you got to, like, try and prioritise your time, whether it's, like... You know, you can work all the time and you can make the money, but, mm, yeah. you know, whether your education and get somewhere maybe in a different career in a different field or... Well, that's right, yeah. And, like, mm. um, I, th- I think, you know, working the three jobs for some time, that was, you know, it was a really big up in, like, the uh, sense of the money's good, I'm enjoying sort of where I'm at at the moment sort of thing. It got really harsh some weeks and that sucked, but, you know... um. But, uh, yeah, we won't be working together anymore, at least not as often. Um, mm. So, I, uh, yeah, we haven't, not that we've worked together in a year anyway. Like yeah, I've barely been, seen you. Yeah, exactly. So, it is sort of a case of um, as much as I'll sort of miss Drew and the other rest of the crew uh, <laughs> um, from the other job because, uh, yeah, I do, I, like, I miss them already. They were really good to work with. Um, yeah, it's time to move on and. Push to yeah. a different. You'll still be working with me on the podcast, though. On the podcast, yeah. sometimes, still, sometimes at the pub until I get my shit sorted. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, mm. it's all time. Yes. Yeah. So uh, th- this weekend, actually, I just want to amen- mention this before we get into things. Uh, if anyone's been following sort of the the hashtag on Twitter, gaming for Guru, mm. uh, a lot of content creators were getting together streaming to help raise money for Nintendo Guru, who has been hospitalized with COVID nineteen since uh, Halloween. It's been months of him being in there, and he is uh, an ally and a very good friend of us here at the House of Mario. And yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm happy to announce at the time of recording, we are at nineteen thousand US dollars to go towards. Uh, gurus medical bills and everything so 
Yeah. Um, anyone who's checked that out, checked out the streams or even checked out the GoFundMe, thank you very much for that. It means a lot to us and it certainly mm. means a lot to Bobby and his family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a, what a tough thing to sort of go through at this, at this time where there's no work in America and like everything that sort of goes attached with it, a lot of unemployment and everything, uh, getting COVID and then going into the hospital system, which is already, you know, ludicrous over there. It's... As as it's been very much described to me, it is a business, the medical system. It's not even, you know, about healthcare per se. It's just about how much money they can get out of you for most of the time. Um, and there's no real way around it. Yeah. You know, forever debt and all that. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very glad to hear that uh, he's getting the support, the support he needs. Obviously, he's been on here a couple of times now, I think. Yeah, two times. So, you know, um, Bobby, I hope you're doing okay, man. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. And I'm glad that you got the support that you needed from the community. And yeah, it was really, really heartwarming to say. I hope you're all right. Yeah. Let's have a cheers to him. We've, yep. got, we've got a couple of drinks here. Yep. Cheers Hoops to Bobby. Cheers, cheers to Bobby. 2021. Hopefully a, a recovery for him and success and, you know, the world go back to a relatively normal state. At least get, at least, you know. It'll still take some time. Yeah, but At least pivot towards there anyway. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, like, we'll get there eventually, I think. But it is, it is very testing. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, my man. Thank you. We've got cans, so there's no uh, nice little chink. <sighs> oh, no. XPA. XPA, yeah. Not too yeah. bad. Not it's too bad XPA. at all. Yeah. No, I think I'm going to be drinking a fair bit of... Oh, wait, no. They haven't got a little ripper on tap anymore at Beachport. Damn it. <laughs> We're having a drinking night next weekend, and um, I'm like, I've already pre- pre-planned like I want to be drinking. He's booked a table. I booked is, the table. Is it, a, is it a little a two seat table? Yes, nice mate. Little, oh, we've yes. got a date. Yeah, we've, we've got, got a date. Oh, this is got- we, we've got a nice date. We're going to sit down, have dinner, and drink a shit ton of beer because <laughs> why not, right? You know, we haven't done that in a while. So yeah, probably like a year or two at this point, at least. Mm. At least, you know, it's been a very long time. So let's two mates catching up over some beers. Well, that's it. Yeah, and then crashing out at Beachport, and waking up the next morning to a million phone calls from. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's yeah. probably they're going to be a smart ass there too. They're going to light a candle. Yeah, I put a hundred bucks on it. They're going to light a candle. Mm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it'd be quite sweet. It'll it'll, it'll uh, make your eyes like glimmer in the in the dark. There, I'm like, oh, you're so beautiful, Bros. Yeah, yeah thank you. Just like stroke your beard, something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. What a way of thinking. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah, let's, let's definitely move on. So <laughs> over the last uh, sort of few months while, well, not a few months while I've been off, but I guess a few weeks while I've been off, uh, you've really gotten to Pokemon card collecting and- um, you So know, have you. Yeah, I have too. And because basically our local toy shop, which I haven't been in for years because, yeah, same, yeah. because I grew up and I stopped going to the toy shop and I don't have kids. So I don't know about you, Bryce. You might've been in there a few times for- uh, Christmas shopping or something. I don't know. Unfortunately not, no. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, sort of in my head, the closest place was like Target or Big W or even EB Games, which is in a town over. So that's like a 30-minute drive. And they've been sold out everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was thinking to myself like, maybe the local toy toy shop, Toy Kingdom, would have some to- like Pokemon cards. I'm like, yeah. I don't really know. I, was, I never really thought about it that much. But um you after work one day, you took the plunge, you went in there and bought some. I'm like, huh, well, they do have them. So mm, yeah. then it put it in my head and I went in there too and <laughs> picked some up. Yeah, yeah. And then it's sort of just gone from there. Mm. Yeah. But you know what? 
It's cathartic and it's nice. And it's it is kind of, nice, yeah. yeah. It's sort of, sort of keeping me entertained. Because <laughs> like with the big sort of, uh, I guess, renaissance for Pokemon cards over the last, I guess, six months or so, since uh, like the first edition cards were going up in price that much and a lot of YouTubers and content creators have been opening them up and yeah, spending yeah. a lot of their money on them. Unbelievable amounts of money, which I can't even comprehend. Yeah, yeah. Amounts of money that I definitely won't spend on. <laughs> Even if I wanted to, I'm like, you know what, bugger, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to spend uh, four hundred thousand dollars on a box of Pokemon cards. No, yeah, just, it's not going to happen. I'm, just, I'm not, I don't have that money. Just be like, bugger it. I'm just going to buy a card printing machine and print them myself. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> spend less money doing that. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, uh, a lot of people do do that. That is not an uncommon thing. No, because <laughs> I was going through with all this sort of like Pokemon hype and that. I've got, I went through my my original collection. Um, a couple of days ago, just going through my original cards and that, just seeing what I had because I couldn't remember. Um, like, oh, I'll see if I've got anything like valuable in there or anything. And um, I didn't really. I had like a very tiny collection. I probably only had like probably a couple of booster packs as a mm. kid. And my um, grandfather actually, when he went back home to the UK for like see family and friends and he came back to Australia, he brought back like a Japanese booster pack. Yeah. Because at the time, you know, he, he knew I was into the Pokemon because like the first Pokemon movie first came out and all that. So, he must have just brought one booster pack back. And like that that booster pack is just like cemented in my mind. It's just like it just reminds me of him. Whenever I see like the Japanese cards, that is what I think about. Yeah. So, um, Bryce was kind enough to give me some uh, like card protectors and sleeves and stuff. Yeah. And I sleeved them all up. Like, there's no value in them at all. They're just like normal trainer cards and a few... Uh, Pokemon cards. I got like a um a hollow, uh, dark hypno, yeah, which is yeah. worth like thirty bucks or something. I don't really know. No, it was, so, I think it was a the Kangaskhan or maybe the Pidgeot. You've got one of the two. It's worth yeah, worth worth uh, sixty. Like <laughs> yeah, because I like I uh, I googled it. I'm like, oh, how much is Kangaskhan worth? And it comes up like three hundred bucks. I'm like, oh, oh sweet. And uh, Bryce, I say to Bryce, he's like, oh really? I'm like, oh maybe. And he comes back, he's like, nah, man, it's like 30 bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. you're going to have a look around for this. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I'm just like, imagine if I sell it to like some poor, uh, unexpecting like person. Like, yeah, that's no, the $300 card. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's 300 bucks. It was probably the first edition you were looking at too. And I, yeah, it was. And I brought was, that up yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that's not first edition. That's unlimited. So, yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. But um, yeah, that being said, you've used you've used some of those sleeves up, which means you've got less of those precious sleeves for uh, our February. Yeah, February thing. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, catch everyone up. We've sort of been talking over the last couple of weeks what we're going to do for I guess uh, Pokemon's twenty fifth year anniversary. Um, it's a series that means a lot to both to Bryce and I. Yeah. Um, if you listen to a lot of our podcasting in two thousand nineteen, where we were sort of following all the. Uh, I guess uh, national decks nonsense and all that stuff on the lead up to Shield and Shield. You know that we're very passionate about Pokemon. Yeah, probably a bit too passionate. I reckon we got to <laughs> turn it down a bit sometimes. But you know, we 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 want the best for it because we really do care about it. Yeah, and uh, we're just really excited to sort of celebrate twenty five years, mm. all the positive things and how it reinforced. Um, you know, really did reinforce me as a person. Um, as far as my hobbies and that go, I got into Nintendo and gaming through Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And it's uh you know now considered my you know biggest hobby. Yeah. So I've got I got a, a lot to uh, give to Pokemon. So um, over the month um, on the House of Mario Encore feed, so there is a link to the House of Mario Encore on uh, podcast services. You can just search the House of Mario and it should come up with the House of Mario um, as well. 
Mm-hmm. But um, we'll be doing, you know, episodes all uh, February celebrating the House of Mario Encore with different guests and also solo episodes just talking about different topics, stuff like that. Um, the first one, I'm going to be going over my top 25 favorite Pokemon and, uh, you know, just talking about each one and why it means a lot to me and all that. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting into that. And uh, we're going to be wrapping up the month um, with a, a stream on twitch.com, uh, no, switch.tv slash iDruby, where we're going to be sort of opening our Shining Fates um, Pokemon cards. Whether it'll be the end of the month or not is the other question, though, because I know that you're mm, you're mm. far too excited to wait that long. Yeah, so they come out on the 19th, and I don't know if I can hold them. We'll, no, yeah. We'll see We'll see how we go. We'll, um, we'll keep everyone up to date. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, really looking forward to that set. So anyone that doesn't, pay a lot of attention to Pokemon cards. And I assume that you know, that's a fair few people because we haven't really talked about Pokemon cards and um, just the type of audience we've got here doesn't really necessarily care about the trading cards. But um, it's basically like a, a special set that's coming out and it's going to have a lot of shiny Pokemon in it. Yep. Um, over 100, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. So there's a, there's a few sets throughout Pokemon's history and uh, this is one of them where they don't sell the full booster boxes or individual boosters. They only sell specific packs of them. So in this case, like uh, the three-pack blisters and the elite trainer boxes and the mini tins and the large tins and stuff like that. But they don't actually sell individual boosters. Um, so it is one of those sets that is relatively, if you want to put it uh, sort of lightly, more expensive to buy into. It's like um, it works at about $10 a booster pack. Yes, so that's right, yeah. Instead of seven here in Australia. But it is also a very special set that will never repeat sort of thing. Once once it's gone, it's gone and, you know, you won't see those cards again, whether they be sort of like shiny Pokemon, which is the main draw towards these things is the uh, shiny, shiny Pokemon, uh, including the big old elusive... Mm. VMAX, Black Charizard, which, uh, nice card. Nice yeah. card. Very nice um, card, and it will be worth a lot if you hold on to it. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, like, you know, we'll be happy with whatever we get from them anyway because it is, it is a limited um, limited edition. If, it's, if, it, if, it's, if the card itself is glossy and shines, I'm happy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, there's there's going to be a few in that set anyway. And um, it's definitely uh, going to be a lot of fun to pull through. The last time they did a set like this was actually during Sun and Moon. Um, and that was, you know, you, you could get like shiny GXs and stuff like that. Whereas in comparison to this set, this set you can get shiny VMAXs or Vs or, you know, anything in between as well. So um yeah I'm I'm fairly excited for it. Uh it'll probably be probably be the last one for a little bit I sort of dip into. I don't know whether I'm going to dip into Battle Styles yet or yeah. So Battle Styles is like the next set and it's coming out in March. Yeah, based around Urshifu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, my wallet would have taken such a beating but um whether I want to get the next set or not, I won't. <laughs> mm. Because, yeah, I pre-ordered like a fair bit of stuff from EB Games. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can warrant this. It's like, you know, $400 worth of Pokemon cards, literally. I'm like, hmm. It's not quite the the $400,000 on the original set, but $400 is still $400 on cardboard. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever decide if, it's, uh, if you were going to cut off some of those orders? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not I yet. don't I don't know just yet. Well, offer's still there. Offer's still there. Offer, yeah, so Bryce wants to buy them off me. 
Yeah, so we'll even it out. Uh, I'll pay for the ones that he buys and didn't cancel, which is <laughs> probably what's going to happen anyway. And then we'll yeah. even it out to thirty each. Yeah, it's one of those things. Though, if I'm like, all right, I'll I'll cancel it, and like, yeah, then you come along, you buy it, and you get like the V Max Charizard. I'll fucking want to kill myself. <laughs> My God damn it! Yeah, yeah. you got to pick your battles. Yeah, <laughs> Fed like that—that's the thing. You just keep on thinking that. It's, oh well, what's, what's an extra hundred dollars? I might get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so dangerous. I like I know why I didn't let myself get into Pokemon cards. Yeah, because yeah. it's so fucking dangerous. I'm like, oh, what's an extra seven dollars? What's an extra hundred dollars? Oh bugger, that's a nice looking premium box. What's an extra two hundred dollars? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it already yeah. comes with a, a Zamazenta and a, a fucking. Zashian, like yeah, you, why not? You went and got that premium set. No, yeah. I did not. No, oh, I, no I did not. No, <laughs> I was so close. I was like, oh, it comes with a metal coin. Wow, <laughs> like it, and it folds out. It's, it's a very nice looking box. God, Pokemon Company makes some very nice looking cardboard. I tell you what, it's a lot, it's a lot nicer, nicer than Nintendo's cardboard, which I bought. <laughs> Please, Labo does. Labo's not even glossy. It's not even glossy. At least Pokemon a, Company put some gloss no on. No holographic. Oh, fuck. What <laughs> of a holographic fucking thing that buzzed around the floor with your Joy Con. <laughs> like, wow, this is fantastic. Wow, it's shiny. Mm. No. no, it's not even shiny. So, yeah, no, this is dangerous, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, my, my sort of in my head, my limit is I want to get a decent amount of Shining Fates because those cards are fun to collect. Mm-hmm. And they might go up in value. I won't. I probably won't sell them, but it's a nice thing in the back of your head. Like, oh, this is worth something. Mm. And then uh, for the 25th anniversary, they're releasing jumbo cards, which are basically re-releasing. Um, they're also this- releasing another set in October, which will probably, you know, be the next one I jump into. Which reminds me, I still haven't seen your new puppy yet, so I better do that before I go to. You haven't seen my puppy? Yes, you have. Your new new one. Cassie. Yeah. You've seen her. I swear I you have. have. I swear I, I haven't. That's what you have, but all right, you can see her after. She's yeah. she's growing up. Is she? Yeah, yeah, she is. Go, yeah. No, she's not growing up. She's dead. She's just. Oh, she's <laughs> she's, uh, no, of course she's not dead. But yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Dog barking got my attention. Um. But uh. Yeah. So um. I th- I think it's personally going to be really fun to do. Uh. I'm very keen for it. Unfortunately, yeah. Again, you know, no booster boxes. So this is very big on the wallet. But mm. um. I'll be very keen to do it regardless. Sorry. Out of curiosity, how much money in pre-orders do you have down? Two hundred. So you're a bit more responsible. I, I appreciate that. A little bit more responsible, but like I said, I'm 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 happy to buy the remaining, like the evening out boosters from you, mm. which I think I uh, we equated to like seven or eight. Yeah, and so yeah, that's if that's if you want to do that, mate. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see how how much of a yeah tight ass I am. At the end of the day, like most of these cards are pretty much just going to be sitting in a fucking vault anyway. And I mean, if if it come to it, right, and <sighs> you you sold me seven booster packs and one of them had a VMAX Charizard in it that was shiny, all right? I'll, <laughs> tell, just you, like, I'll tell you what. Ruins our friendship. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you what. I will sleeve it, whatever, get it done. Send it off to PSA, right? And we will keep it in a vault and we will split the money when we sell it. Deal. How's that sound? All right. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds all right. There you go. All right, cool. That's. I reckon that sounds like a pretty fucking good deal. Yeah, if I get it, I'm like, no, you're not fucking getting my card. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's my $170 million in 30 years' time, mate. Mm. 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 Yeah. Like, um, 
I've really gone down the rabbit hole of just watching like first edition uh, breaks. Like a lot of their content creators buying like the first edition of the original Pokemon cards and buying them for like such such a large amount. But basically, they sell off each pack to sort of re- get back the cost of the actual box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, they basically treat it as gambling. Like if they get if they do manage to get like a Venusaur, Blastoise, Charizard, or a Pikachu card or something or like a multiple amount of like good cards, they can make their money back and make a profit. So it's like modern day gambling. In a way, yeah. It's, it's like gambling. And it's also like just seeing like people like Logan Paul and like people our age who think back on Pokemon really fondly and just, it's like modern day art, how these cards are treated. <laughs> it's just, it's fascinating. It's so yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Like just trading cards when uh, we were kids. Yes, yes, yeah. This is a era card right here. Mm, yes. It's actually, there's a guy on Reddit. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it so much there's, though. There's a guy on Reddit I really want to like point attention to, but I can't remember his username. Um, But he collects era cards and that's all he collects is like era cards. Yeah. Um, And some of the fucking era cards. Oh my God. Because people are just like, oh, I've got this error card I want to get rid of. And everybody's just like, username, whatever, talk yeah. to him. And some of the error cards I've seen are absolutely mental. There's like a Orbital VMAX, which is like so poorly printed <laughs> that like it's it's like set diagonally on the card. So there's just this big white strip at the bottom, in the bottom and top corners. Right, yeah. And it's like completely off center. And it just looks absolutely mad. I'm just like, how did that get through quality testing? I'm like, holy shit. And those are the cards that are going to be worth money, like, in the long run. Because you don't see fuck all of them. Like, they're they're huge. They're huge, realistically. Like, obviously, they don't look any pretty to look at in comparison to an actual thing. But for something like that to come off the print and... Yeah, like, that's absolutely crazy. And some of them that come off the print and they've got, like, the... You know how um, on uh, sort of like printers they'd have like the the yellow, blue and red and the black and all that, like the color testing bit? Yeah. Yeah. You've got cards that have that on the top of them, like on a little white blank space because they're cut incorrectly and cut near the end of the line and stuff like that. Like that's, that's yeah, those are the cards <laughs> that are going to be worth anything. You know, they're, they're pretty expensive. Yeah. I don't... Every, everyone to their own, but I couldn't imagine spending like hundreds or thousands of dollars and you got like a collection of just like fucked cards. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like- By all means, they don't sell for much now, but in the future, they are oh, yeah. they are one of a kind cards and you'll never see them ever again. So having something like that in the future, a lot of people don't think much of them now. They're like, shit, my holographic Charizard has a white edge on it that it was obviously a printer error. And they're like, this is worth nothing but 20 years one of a kind, you'll never see it ever again, and that will sell for fuck so much money, so much money. Yeah, imagine just like maybe not so much us, but our parents. Imagine the hindsight where you're just like, why didn't I go to my local toy shop? Yeah, and buy a box. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah. it's it's things a bit it's things like that. Like you can say that now, but you got how do you keep an eye on it? Like day, like today, what's going to be worth that much in twenty years? Because you cannot predict that in like two thousand, that these Pokemon cards, the first print, they're going to be opened up on the internet by YouTubers, and that's going to drive the price up because that's creating demand through the audience and through them. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the internet doesn't exist back then. So how do you have the hindsight in twenty twenty to be like this is a new, um cartoon or like whether it's trading cards or collectibles or something how do you have the hindsight to 
now buy like five of like boxes or something and keep it. That's what that's what you got to I mean, think about. I don't pe- know. People are still doing it with Pokemon cards though, because like at mm. the end of the day, that franchise will never die. No. So, unfortunately, you know, like unfortunately, it will never die. <laughs> no, no. Un- I mean, like unfortunately, yeah. it, it it it's become a common problem now that you can't find cards anywhere, like mm. at all. So. Because people have caught on. They're so, just like, like mm. these, these shining fates, should we keep a tin? Like, you know. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I would prefer to open them up and see. Yeah, that's the thing. Like. I'll have it, like, in my cupboard. I'm like, oh, there's the Charizard in there. So, <laughs> I, joined a, I joined, like, a TCG sellers group or whatever. And there is literally a guy in there that's just, like, um, looking to sell all these, like, hidden fates or whatever. He's just like, I have realized that I... I'm not able to keep these things without opening them. <laughs> <laughs> he, opened, he opened two, but two, two of the big tins. He's That's like, me. That's me. he's like, all right, no, I can't do this because they're just gonna fucking lose value if I keep doing this. He's like, all right, I need to, <laughs> I need to sell these. So he actually like went off and he's like, all right, I'm gonna sell these. This is bad. This is bad. No, because I'm they're losing value by me opening them. Like the whole point was me to keep a hold of them. And for them to end up like first editions, but this isn't happening. It's absolutely, yeah, you know, and I, yeah. I would be the same. Yeah, I was about to say, think about if you had that in your house, you'd be like, hmm, mm. I might just open a pack. Mm. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I couldn't do it. So um, I, I would prefer to open them and then get the, if I get a good card, get it graded, send it off to PSA. Cool. It's in a case. All right. I can look at it. I don't, I'm not going to have the uh, urge to take it out and be like, oh, look at these. And, you know, I can see it from a case and yeah. I know that I've pulled it. I'm like, great, I got my use out of it, you know, because it doesn't matter at the end of the day anyway. All the big cards and shit like that, I have no intention of playing them like uh, the VMAX and all that because to be completely honest with you, with you the rule set for VMAX or GX or what what have you, yeah, no, it, it makes for shorter games of Pokemon. And to be honest, I'd rather just play a longer game of Pokemon with no V cards. And just keep those cards because I know they're going to go up in value, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I dare say our, con- our collecting shenanigans is going to play out over 2021 and uh, going to be playing the TCG a bit more too. So that should be fun. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody's uh, playing the TCG online, I know that, um, you know, you get the the main way to prioritize cards from the uh, um for for the game is for, through booster packs, but you can actually buy just go buy the code cards online, whether it be for starter decks or booster packs, and they're cheap. You know, like uh, for the starter decks, you can pay two dollars for a code card rather than paying for the whole thing, which is like twenty five dollars and getting a code card for it, and then you can get booster packs for like fifteen cents a pop. You know, um, so if anybody does get interested in playing the TCG online or is just interested in TCG in general, as as outdated as the app feels, do consider the trading card game app because it's actually a really cheap way to learn the TCG um, in a more enclosed environment, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. Well, that's what I'm doing. That's what I have been doing, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it, so that's good, yeah. But um, I would like to play the TCG physically as well since I'm already opening cards, but, you know, I'm... As far as rule sets go, I would rather just keep those Vs and Vmaxes sleeved and never take them out and just play the standard rule set, if that makes sense. Yeah, keep them nice and... Yeah. Because yeah. I was watching uh, one of like the was it the finals for the Oceana um, trading card game 
uh, well, yeah, the training card game finals. And like they've got like they've got all their cards sleeved, but they're just like quickly like shuffling them and stuff. And like you can see them like bending like the hollow cards and that. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> as someone who's just been watching a, a collector just like pull them, I'm like, oh, and they just like lightly put them into a sleeve and like barely touch it. Yeah, it's really like glass. And you got people just like actually playing with them, just it's smashing like a, through. I got a really nice Piers card, and it's like full art. It looks absolutely gorgeous in realism. It's I think it's like a. 10 to $15 card, right? And I've hard sleeved that now that I've sort of got those sleeves because I'm like, that is a very pretty card and I do not want to use that. But there is a standard version of that card. Like, I would not choose to use the full art version of that card if standard was an option. Yeah. Like, no way. You might just want to show off to your opponents. Be like, oh, look at this glossy one I've That's got. That's what the TCG online is for. I have like 15 fucking shiny Charizards and fucking... A rainbow VMAX or two and shit like that because the code cards are so fucking cheap that it really doesn't matter at all. So. Not quite seven bucks. No. Anyway, better move on. Yes. Because uh, I know a lot of people might not <laughs> give a fuck about this. Yeah, but I it's know. just uh, shenanigans we've been on for the last uh, month. Since, yeah, since we've been <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been fun. It's been scary, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, expensive. It's fun. Anyway, let's move on, Bryce. So a game on Switch, uh, Monster Hunter Rise got a demo. Uh, you, you, you've been playing it last uh, last week or so. Yep. What's your initial impressions of the game? Actually, does that end this week? I think that ends this week. Yeah, January so it ends, ends quickly, yeah. Uh, it feels like bugger all the way. <laughs> I'd like more time in it. Um, so have you not touched it at all? No. Fucking, you need to touch it before it goes away. See, it's, it's this yeah. week it goes away. You yeah, so to- the, the problem is with uh, the Switch at the moment. Uh, I turn it on. I just want to play Smash Bros. So I'm just playing Smash Bros. I'm collecting the spirits. Yeah. I'm 50 away. That's all I want to play. Yeah, same. But you got two 10-minute hunts to do. Just do them. All right. All right. Just do them. <laughs> because, okay, Um, and this is something we talked about uh, when World was sort of the primary go, and I will still play World because I think World is an absolutely gorgeous game, and um, uh, it's it's a very solid experience. But something that uh, Rise does very well is it, is it learns... Uh, what world did better and what made world such a success. Um, so there is a few things that have changed, like, you know, mounting monsters is not really a thing anymore. Now you use uh, wire bugs to sort of, what do they call it? Ride, I guess, monster yeah. ride or whatever. Um, and you can do things with that monster, whether it be charging them into walls or you could fight other monsters with those monsters and stuff like that. Um, they've added a whole new variety of different combos and stuff like that for all weapons, which is great. Um, instead of having two Palico like you generally did uh, in single player mode, you now have a Palico and a Palamute. Um, when you play online now, you can choose to take either one with you, whether it be Palico or Palamute. Um, what, Palam- about, what about both? No. Oh, I want my dog and my cat. No, only in uh, duos. Uh, can you have a duos, duos or solos? You can have both. Okay. And then uh, single player, I mean, uh, sorry, four player, multiplayer, you choose one or the other. Yeah. Um, and obviously they offer different things depending on what you do. You know, Palamute, you can, well, we'll talk about the Palamute in a second, but uh, the uh, Palicos, they do the general thing. You give them a specific weapon um, and they'll do different things for your party, whether it be hunting horns for healing and all that stuff. And they've got their own gadgets and what have you. Um, but the Palamute is a completely new addition, and honestly, it is a fantastic addition to the game. Um, 
I know that wire bugs are supposed to be like the main feature. It's supposed to make you, you know, climbing all over terrain, feeling like a ninja in like this sort of Edo Japanese setting type of thing, which is uh, awesome. But the Palamute is probably the funnest addition to the game and is probably honestly going to be one of the more useful additions to the game. Mm. Um, precedenting the Palamute in world, they had Tower Riders, which was like monsters you befriended in each zone and you could ride them to a destination. Yep. Whereas the Palamute it now is uh, more of a free free roaming type of monster. Uh, well, not, it's not really a monster. It's your pet dog, I guess. But um, <laughs> in, whereas Tower Riders followed a specific path, Palamute a free roam. Um, so it feels like you're playing, say, Wolf Link in Twilight Princess and stuff like that. And they can attack and, you know, sort of... You can dismount off of them for flying attacks. Uh, you can get to destinations quicker and stuff like that. They're, you know, a really good addition. Um, and something that uh, makes Rise feel even more of a bump up uh, from World rather than Gen U, um, I guess. Like, more of a sequel to that than Gen U. Um, the game is going to be awesome. Um, the demo has sort of really proven that there's a lot of creative ways that you can use wire bugs and the interaction like with the, the environment around you, you know, you can sort of use your wire bug to jump up in the air, then run off a wall, then jump off the wall into like a slam attack with a hammer or something like that. Yeah. It, it's, it's really creative and it's something that, um, monster, I said, I even said when we f- were first talking about the rise announcement that rise needed to do in order for it to be as successful as world was. It mm. needed to be very much like World. And for Monster Hunter going forward, that's it, it needed to become... The, the entire series needed to become World. I know that a lot of people love Gen U and sort of like the games preceding it and how they operated and stuff like that. But the non-interconnected maps with all these loading zones and, you know, the clunky way the game feels and the ways they tried to make it fresh were not really up for standard in the modern era of gaming where things are a lot more free and less restrictive. And like you think of games like, uh, I guess more recently Valhalla, but then breath of the wild and, you know, sort of, sort of like that where there's less loading zones, less, less time stuffing around and actually playing the game. And, and uh, rise is doing it very beautifully. Um, the demo has two hunts, you have 30 attempts online, uh, unlimited offline. Um, That's cool. Yep. And um, you can try out every, you can go through every weapon twice uh, plus two on top of it. So you can, you can try out literally everything. You've only got two days left to play it. But honestly, if you've ever been curious about Monster Hunter, um, World, I has I have always said, is the place to start in the new age because honestly, it is the better experience um, for newcomers because it does not feel old and clunky and hard to get used to. What, what about the newcomers uh, for this game? Like a lot of people uh, might not have a Switch. Well, oh, sorry, an Xbox or a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is this is also a good place to start yeah. um, like on Switch. That, that, that sort of was what I was rolling into. Yeah. Um, World World is a fantastic place to start. But however, you know, if, if you've been restricted on platform of choice, Rise is going to be an absolutely fantastic way to get into it. I see this game, you know... F- hitting hitting all the marks that it needs to um it's now no longer a niche crowd that enjoys monster hunter world uh monster hunter in general sorry thanks Mm. to world um it is a much larger crowd and this game is going to appease world fans pretty well um there's a lot going on in it 
that is not hard to understand. And if you played World, you're going to grasp it very quickly. Um, if you haven't, uh, it is a fantastic game uh, to get into. And um, yeah, honestly, uh, it's a good contender for one of the games of the you know games of the year potentially. Um, I know there's a lot coming out this year, and that's a lot to hold by. You know, you got God of War and potentially Breath of the Wild two and stuff like that, but. Um, as a multiplayer experience, uh, it's going to be a freaking awesome one that the Switch really needs. Yeah. Yeah, even more so than, you know, Gen U. Or- yeah, I feel like it has been a long time since a really big third-party exclusive as well. Yeah, that's like, right, yeah. Like, regardless, like, you know, through the Capcom leaks, we found out that this game's coming to PC towards the end of the year, but regardless, it's still, you know, pretty much a Switch exclusive. So. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Switch yeah. console exclusive. Mm. And I mean, I'll probably still buy it on PC as well anyway because I like playing PC. Mm. Um, but I will definitely pick it up on launch day and it, it definitely will be played to absolute hell because I, um, yeah, um, Monster Hunter Iceborne, um, as far as world goes, has been quite the incredible experience and um, I've enjoyed every step of the way with it and, yeah, so I'm going, to, I'm going to enjoy it with this one too. Before this conversation, I actually forgot that the demo had a time limit. Yes, it did. So I'm like, oh shit! So I will get on it. I will Gen- get on January twentieth. So you need to do it now. Yep. Yeah. At least that's from my memory. That's when it was. From your memory. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Please get on it. Play it. Have have a crack at it because you you'll regret it if you don't because you'll be buying into a game and being like, oh shit, I don't know what I'm buying into. But at least if you play this demo, you'll be like, oh. Okay, now I get it, and you're gonna enjoy it a hell of a lot more. Yeah, because most of, like it's like the it's right up my alley for like just tonally this type of thing I would like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I need an excuse to sort of you know team up and have multiplayer games with friends, and it's like you know it's the thing that is missing from my life. Well, Bryce. We, we still need to play World. We do need to play World. I've had an Xbox sitting there for there long. I'm just waiting for you to be like, let's we'll play a video game, Bryce. Well, you know, sometimes you need you might need to message me and be like. Yeah, I, I'm the one who needs to kick up the ass. Yeah, you you're, do need to kick up the ass. I, I need to kick up the ass for the, the video. The games one boss. time I've tried to kick you up the ass, you're like, oh, nah, I've got stuff to do. Tonight. Well, keep kicking, keep kicking. <laughs> Just get on your fucking Xbox. <laughs> you got two of the fucking things. <laughs> it's just a collection piece, Bryce. I don't actually use it. <laughs> yeah, and obviously it looks like a fucking speaker over there. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, the the uh, yes series, series S, S with a nice speaker. All right, Bryce. I've been playing Smash Bros, so I don't have to talk about that. So. No, yeah, we've oh, talked about that in plenty. It's just like I'm at the I'm at the part where I just need currency to actually like um, summon spirits. Yeah, that's all I'm doing is grinding that. Yeah. And you know what, Bryce? I'm enjoying it. So good for me. Cool. Play Monster Hunter World. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get into some news, Bryce. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Is that all? I fight for my friends. Yahoo! My body is still alive. I fight for my friends. Oh, shit, was I too late? Yeah, yeah, nah, a bit, bit late there, mate. Yeah. That's Oops. your thing there. Like, ha-ha, I'm late. <laughs> 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 the audience, every time, oh, Bryce, you're such a scallywag. <laughs> you, you missed I'm it. so funny. <laughs> All right, Bryce, so we've got a couple of quick ones to get through before we got some, uh, I guess, a bit more of a discussion points. So I just want to bring up that the Ask Awada book is up for pre-order and it will come out on the 13th of April. So as soon as I found out about, the, about this, I went, and, I went to Amazon and pre-ordered it straight away. Basically, for those that don't know, it's translation of all of uh, Awada Asks, 
uh, Japanese interviews put into one book. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, so really cool. So I went and pre-ordered. It was like 25 bucks Australian. Like it really isn't too much. Um, you know, I guess I've been buying a lot of Pokemon cards. 25 bucks for <laughs> 25 bucks for that much uh, paper and cardboard. <laughs> what, what a deal. What a deal. Holy shit. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize paper was this, this cheap. <laughs> no pictures, but the words are meaningful. Um, so, yeah, just... Uh, Put that out there if you're interested in that. Um, if you still watch Netflix on your Wii U or 3DS, um, first of all, good, good on you. But it is ending on the 30th of June. No. Yeah, I know. It's just uh, <laughs> devastating. Yeah, where's the Switch port? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is it's on 3DS and Wii U, but um, not not Switch. Yeah. Mind you, apparently, um, I think it was, was it Crunchyroll or Anime Lab? One of the two. One of the two were... Uh, teasing a Switch app. They were teasing it, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. oh, you might be able to watch on, anime on this screen. On, on, on their Twitter, yeah, yeah. So I was like, ooh, yeah, ooh. not bad, not bad yeah. Oh. yeah. Cool. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, this is just something I remembered. I, I, would have been good to bring up on the show, actually, but uh, Nintendo released like the top 10 most played software for 2020. Yep. Number one was Fortnite. Number two was YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Yeah. See, guys, there needs to be some sort of. <laughs> People like watching things on their Switch. They do. Yeah, yeah. I personally try to avoid YouTube on the Switch because I don't want like all like my most played game on my profile being YouTube. No. It seems no. a bit weird to me. Yeah, so I'll just yeah. watch it on my many other screens. <laughs> I find it just easier to use on my phone anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it works like the PS4 app and Xbox app are pretty good, and it's exactly the same on Switch, but it's just not as uh, you know made for touch screens and stuff. No, yeah, no. So, um, the uh, Super Mario 35th anniversary Splatoon Splatfest has finished, and Bryce, do you know who won? Uh, Team Star. No, really. I don't know how, but Team Mushroom wins the Splatfest. So congratulations to Mushroom. Um, from like a visual standpoint, Star takes it away. It looks way better. You know, just like. The superstar, fantastic. But when you're playing a Mario game, I don't know about you, Bryce, but I'm a lot happier when I get a mushroom. When you're, when oh you're, yeah, because it's a, it's a more of a potential upgrade. Yeah. yeah, because like when you're a small Mario, like you know, I'm one hit away from death. I need a mushroom, so you know, like whether it's in Mario World where you can do the spin and you can break blocks, or you're just a lot better as Super Mario. And like you know, you've got to work a lot harder for the star. They're usually hidden. And they're so limited that, like, you've really got to run for it to make any use of it. Yeah. So, for me, congratulations, Team Mushroom. Fantastic stuff. Personally, didn't play the Splatfest. Um, what are you going to do? I don't need to play them sometime. Yeah. And, uh, Bryce, Super Mario World, uh, as we talked about late last year, we came to go. Uh, it was, had a release date for, well, not a release date, but it was going to open in February. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's no longer going to be the case. It's now delayed. Because uh, in Japan, COVID numbers have spiked again, unfortunately. So yeah, and unfortunately, they've been talking about the Olympics today too. Yeah, yeah. no, it's not looking not looking that good for big events like that. And uh, even when they announced this, like f- fair enough that the people, um, the construction workers, and people organising this place need a date to try and hit, um, you know, to get something a big project like this underway. But it's one of those things where it's like, even if it does open, are you going to feel comfortable going to a theme park? In early 2021, not not no. not going to happen. I don't no. think so. No. Not much of a surprise, but uh, unfortunate if you're a local or something and you're going to go. Um, so yeah, damn it, I don't get to see my Italian plumber man from me who lives in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to run around my phone and 
you know, collect coins. Bading. Bading, bading. <laughs> All right, bro. So a bit of a, a big one. So this happened a week or so ago. But Nintendo has purchased Next Level Games, the yeah, team behind yeah. Luigi's Mansion 3. Huge news. So, Bryce, how do, you, how do you feel about this? So, this is Strikers, a, please. Yep. yep. <laughs> Put your hand up. All right, make some strikers, boys. Make some strikers. Honestly, how cool would it be to see strikers, like, pop up, like, brand new, looking absolutely slick? Oh, oh, my God. That'd just be so fucking good. That'd be so awesome. Mm. New strikers game would be awesome. Guys, please do it. Please do it. Like I know, I know you're very, very intent on having your Mario Tennis and Golf being the only solo games, and then you've got your All Stars collection where you you just absolutely neutered hoops three on three. <laughs> but just consider consider splitting them back up again because honestly, you know, uh, golf and tennis are nice, but so is the overactiveness of Strikers and Hoops three on three. They feel a hell of a lot better to play for a, a different scenario, um, and I would just, I would, I would love those two things to come back. Yeah, you know, we've already talked about it before, but now that they have next level games, now's the time. Now's the time. Bring back strikers. Strikers, if anything, if you're gonna bring, if you have, if you can't bring back both of them, at least bring back strikers. Yeah, like it's a, it's, it is a really exciting thing. Like compared to, I know, like the industry probably likes to compare it to maybe. Uh, PlayStation buying Insomniac or even Microsoft buying Bethesda. Obviously, those deals are a lot bigger. Those teams are a lot more well-known, especially, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. Bethesda being a publisher. Like, it's yeah, <laughs> Zenimax yeah. just being absolutely massive. But as a Nintendo fan, this is really exciting because this is one of the only Western teams Nintendo now owns, being uh, the other two being Retro Studios and uh, you know, internal teams at Nintendo, Nintendo America. Yeah. So having uh, this team in Canada... You know, make first-party games with a first-party budget and all that's going to be really exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. And Next Level Games as well. They've only made good games from you know Mario Strikers and Mario Strikers Charged on Wii, even like Federation Force. I know it wasn't the Metroid Prime game people wanted. Yeah, but, you know, it was a good game. It was, it was, a, game. It was a decent little 3DS and game. And Luigi's Mansion Three. Like just mm. thinking about Luigi's Mansion Three, that game is incredible. Yeah. That is, you know, that is one of the most detailed games on Switch. And that's why I have like a lot of hype for the fact that they do have this budget now and they have this standpoint. Imagine a Strikers in that level of quality. Like, oh my God, that would be like, screw FIFA. FIFA's, FIFA's been dying for years now anyway. <laughs> it hasn't been dying, but yeah. okay. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. It, the only reason in its, I say it's been dying is because EA are too fucking lazy to actually do anything with the game anymore. So why bother when you could have something that looks as fucking awesome as a brand new Strikers with all that shit going towards it? Oh, just watch soccer on your TV. Play Strikers <laughs> when you want to play a video game, all right? Okay. Because honestly, giving EA any more money than they deserve for FIFA that is the same with new roster updates every year for a hundred bucks. I... Like on 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 Switch, yes, FIFA. But I I so want I so want to see you explain that to someone who you know buys a PlayStation to get Call of Duty, and they're a big football nut. So they buy FIFA every year because they're following the teams, they're doing all the like all the uh, transactions and that. Then you come along and say, just play the fucking Mario soccer game. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like honestly, what do you what do you what do you get from buying, especially in the last three years? What do you get from buying FIFA every year? Realistically, apart from roster updates, what do you get? I mean, you pretty much get that. I don't buy it every year, so I'm, no. I'm not in that camp, man. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, what do you honestly get from <laughs> buying FIFA every year? Like, really, there is nothing. 
it is the same game with roster updates, and they have admitted to that. Even um, in the Switch versions, they have said it. They have said that this is not yeah. anything but yeah. a roster update. Because the, the Switch version is like a legacy edition. They call yeah. it the Switch Legacy Edition. But we know people don't fucking just play FIFA for the single player. They play it for the multiplayer. Mm. And if that's the same thing, it's just roster updates it's for a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's, it's only they only still release it on Switch because Ultimate Team is their biggest money maker. So if they've got Ultimate Team on Switch, it's you know. The more places, the I guess the more the merrier. Pretty of much. course, but my my point is is that you know you can either watch soccer matches, you know, if you want to build a team, just get into fantasy football, just do that. I, I love this. All right, you're just telling. And then play a soccer game that's actually visually fun and fun and like good to play. I love that you just say like one of like. The biggest audiences in the world just like, just watch it. Fuck I have, playing no, it. No, <laughs> listen, I have played FIFA and I've enjoyed FIFA. But FIFA's, there is, FIFA's great. I there love is, FIFA. There is a line. Yeah, I'm not even like the biggest soccer fan in the world or anything like that. I don't watch competitive matches. I don't do anything. And I enjoyed FIFA. I understand why people play it. But if you're going to fucking buy the same game every year, you're just supporting shitty practices. And EA has been <laughs> like that for years. So I don't know how many times we have to say it on this fucking podcast. But why support that? Okay, so move... <laughs> Moving away from you don't like EA, you're happy about next level games joining Nintendo Shit, staple. Yes. So And I want them to make a good socket. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the game you're looking forward to is a new strikers. That's what you're after. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's something that they made and I really enjoyed. I so. do I do think like thing about Strikers Charge, that is one of the most weirdest and like darkest representations of the Mario oh, franchise so ever. Good. Yeah, I I agree. It's awesome. It's different. It's unique, and it's so different to what Nintendo would make in house. Say, so if yeah. if Miyamoto was like, let's make a soccer game, that is not what comes to his head. No. But it just makes me wonder. It's like, did Nintendo not necessarily like those decisions, and that is why we haven't seen a Strikers in a long time. I love how gritty that game is, and it's it's not gritty in like the sense of Oh, this is dark and brooding. It's gritty in the like, these characters are just fucking getting fucking roughed up and dirty and fucking, they're having a good time playing sport. And like, you're sitting here playing Mario Golf. It's like, shut them up for the tea. You're like, you you know, you shake, you shake the Wiimote and Mario just fucking elbows this like Yoshi in the teeth. (laughs) It's like nuts. Yeah. Press the B button. He does like a massive charge up kick and just like goes through the goalie. It's like really, (laughs) really contact for a non-contact sport. But it is so fun to watch. Oh, it's good, man. Holy crap. And and play for that matter. So the sequel, do do you think if they make a Strikers game that it's going to be that dark? They have to make it that way. Like that is the reason, like... Shit, look at uh, like, you know, the completionist and people like that who have who have like reviewed the game, completed it, whatever, etc. right? They all say the same thing, that it is just a awesomely fun game. Even if you're not a fan of soccer, it is a freaking fun game to play. Yeah, even even strikers on the GameCube, like that is like a super fast yeah, soccer game. Yeah. I didn't play as much of that one because we didn't have it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But like the bits we have played, it's like that is like super fun and just and fast the, as well. And the tone of the game like helps set that. Like it's not even just the game itself being fun, but like the tone of it as well. Just the whole roughing up and, you know, going for those super shots and stuff like that. It's all awesome. Mm. I'm just worried because like- I we- still have a copy of it. Sorry. Mm. I, I do too. But um, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3 just sold so well. So I'm just worried that um, 
other games might get looked over because they want another, say, I guess more of a, a bigger game rather than a sports game. But it, it kind of confuses me why we haven't seen a Mario soccer game or even a soccer game from Nintendo in like since 2008 because soccer is the, well, football is the biggest sport in the world and there's a lot of money to be made from that type of audience. They, they, like they, they, you've, you've, you've got man. FIFA, which can, you know, kids can play that obviously, but a Mario game in that sort of um, sports genre could really get that because yeah. like you know golf never stopped and no, tennis didn't. never stopped no, so why not. did strikers stop uh, because they're lazy <laughs> <laughs> they're lazy no um, they're, just, they're on the couch nah, nah, not yeah, today not today <laughs> <laughs> but no seriously no bring it back bring it back honestly and if there was a better time to do it now with the budget that they've that they've that they're given holy crap that would be good yeah it'd be nah. really good Looking forward to it. Look how good Luigi's Mansion was with half of, half the budget. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I don't know what their budget was, but yeah, but it would it, it wouldn't be as much as they probably have as a first party yeah. developer. Yeah, just with the success like they've had with Luigi's Mansion, the next game they're going to um, be put on is going to be massive. Massive. It's going to be awesome. Huge. Yeah. I'm so much looking forward to it, and that's why I'm like praying that it's like, please. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know they might get games out a bit quicker than retro, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, poor retro. Poor retro. Poor retro. I feel like I feel like they're in a real slump recently. Mm. It sucks because they, they're a good studio. Yeah, they're they're a fantastic studio. Anyway, move on. Yeah, so we've got a uh, Bowser's Fury trailer. So Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nintendo said, "Hey, there's going to be a a, a trailer at a." Oh, it was one o'clock, one o'clock in the morning our time, and at the at the time I was around at Bryce's and at the trailer drop, so we watched it together. It was a nice little uh, date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's was, it was a finale to our date, really. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because you're like, oh wait, the tra- the trailer's dropped. Oh, the trailer. It's like, okay, we'll watch the trailer first in my big sixty five inch nice TV. Yeah, just put, just point at your size of your TV. Yeah, that's right. Bryce yeah. isn't making up for anything else here. He's just like, oh, yeah, my no. TV's big, but you know. listen, mate, I just wanted the best out of my next gen gaming console. Right? So <laughs> I went and bought a new. No, I had to buy a new TV. My old TV was terrible, so I I, I went for that big old mm. nice next gen experience. Absolutely, fair, fair call. Ah, absolutely, I'll be doing it too when I get around to getting a TV, which yeah. will be a while. Yeah, yeah. but still, yeah. But still, but uh, yeah, uh, Bears of Fury trailer. I, I've, I've got to admit, when I was watching it, I was like, holy fuck, yes. Yeah, it looks awesome. I was loving it. Mm. But just like, uh, basically the gist of the trailer, if you haven't seen it, this is like a, a bit of an add-on to the 2013 Wii U game. And it looks absolutely fantastic. Basically, yeah. for Bowser's Fury, it looks like you're in a bit of a, not an overworld, but a bit bigger world where you sort of, uh, progress through it to collect uh, sort of shrines. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, the, sort of the shrines from Mario. Shines. S- yeah, yeah, shines from Mario uh, cat, Sunshine. Cat coins or something. Yeah, cat coins. Whatever you want to call them. doesn't really matter. But you're collecting them and it looks like you got to collect them to activate the, the big cat bell to um, take on Bowser. And just like the look of Bowser, just like from an, artistic, an artistic point of view, looks absolutely awesome i haven't been i haven't just been like fuck yes at like a mario thing <laughs> like you know mario is like the thing that's like it's relaxing it's you know the, the music's like it takes you to a magical place um but this was like hell yeah like you know banging my head to the music and i absolutely love it i cannot wait to play this i went from like you know what do i need to play 3d world again great game but do i need to spend 80 bucks to play it again not necessarily no but this i'm like when it drops, I'm going to be jumping straight into Bowser's Fury and really um, playing it. Even if I expect it to be like a 
three to five hour sort of experience. Nothing, nothing too much. I, I expected to be like a you know an added bonus on top of the game, not a brand new game for those of us that have played it before. But yeah, man, really looking forward to getting into this. I feel like it's going to be a big year for Nintendo bad guys. I mean, Bowser's Fury. If if Breath of the Wild two comes out, think think about Ganondorf. Like obviously <laughs> he's going to make a return. They're going to release Scarlet Sword, and there's going to be a bonus mode called Ganondorf's Taxidermy. <laughs> we. <laughs> Where you got to, where he's just sitting at the counter, and you've got to take him like, oh, you know, I really want to put a deer on my my uh, walls. So, well, go and get me a deer. So you go out and you, you know, you hunt a deer with your bow and arrow, and, and then he does taxidermy to metal music. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like crafting. It's like, oh, now I need some stone to fill its head with. Um, <laughs> can you go and get me some? My point is. Is that, you know, like, obviously, Bowser's looking badass in this or whatever. Uh, we're obviously expecting some Ganondorf shenanigans in Breath of the Wild too. So, provided that comes this year, yep. that's going to be awesome. Because that that was, like, sort of an omnipresent missing from Breath of the Wild. But it's obviously going to be a huge deal in Breath of the Wild too. Um, Like, honestly, it's, it's, it's going to be good. And I agree. I think this looks awesome. Um, Whether... um. I'm sort of in the same boat though, but I'm actually still in the middle, uh, mainly because I would like to play this, but I don't know how long of an experience it's going to be attached to 3D World. Mm. So if it's only like an hour or two experience, I think honestly I could just pop by yours, play it, and be satisfied with it. Yeah. I don't. I honestly yeah. don't think it's it's going to be like an encroaching 10 to 20 hour experience or anything like no, that. No, no, no. It does not look no, like that no, at no, all. No, no, no. And it is a shame because that looks awesome. And I feel like that could be used as a concept of its own game, you know, in just, just in general. So Breath of the Wild where like giant Bowser is literally um, like Hyrule Castle and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's almost what it's like in this, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is, is that it is an overlooming sense of like, oh shit, there's, there's something big there. And yeah. as I progress further, it's getting worse. Oh dear. And I think oh, that's- he's getting furious. And I think that's awesome. But at the same time, I feel like a whole world ender Bowser scenario would be absolutely awesome just on its own as its own experience. Like you think of like Mario Galaxy and stuff like that, where he goes nice and big, and he just wants to do his old thing. You're going to do a grandpa on the planet, and it's going to do a shockwave. Like, oh, I'm going to jump over it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like stuff like that. That 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 in itself, like that was that was an awesome experience, and we all know how much of a gem Galaxy was and Galaxy Two, and like how they were fantastic games. And I feel like this could be something on top of that that would be huge. And I feel like that's something that could have happened with like Odyssey instead of this. And it could have been like an actual full expansion because everybody's still sort of like reeling on the fact of like, they really not do any DLC at all for Mario Odyssey. Like one of the biggest Mario yeah. games in such a long time. Like it would have been awesome to have seen something like that in Odyssey where it's just like, you know, a whole bunch of new worlds and stuff like that, where you have this furious Bowser <laughs> Im- impeding your progress like throughout the whole thing and it's kind of like a blood moon scenario where like as you progress and you do more things in the world eventually Bowser's just gonna get pissed off and try to <laughs> impede your progress until you can manage to do something like that would have been awesome to see in Odyssey um here I feel like it's going to be very restricted to like while while it does look a lot more open it does look like there is a lot of set paths to follow to actually achieve the goal which means that it's not really moving on from the 3D world formula. Yeah. I expect it to like, you know, it is built in the 3D world engine. It's not, no, it's not Mario Odyssey. So 
it would be actually quite weird swapping between the two modes in the same game if it was, you know, as open yeah. as it looks. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is, yeah. But I, I like, you know what I mean. I, I mm. feel like this, this concept is such a cool idea that it could be a thing on its own. And whether it's going to be a waste here or whether it's going to be a massive success is still sort of beyond grasp just yet. Yeah. But hopefully they do it well. And I'm kind of hoping that, you know, maybe they'll do something a bit more with the concept in the future. Because as we know, for many years, it's just been all about, look, it's a princess, capture her. Or look, it's this thing, capture it. Look, there's this big thing. Fucking run. <laughs> my name is my name is Bowser and I am in a traditional Mario RPG. I am now a good guy. You know, like it, yeah. it's, it's it's never really changed. We it's have teamed up. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And that's how that's how it's always happened with the RPGs. But you know, as time goes forward, it is sort of just like seeing stuff like this is really unique and awesome. And I think that's why the hype level is high, because seeing seeing something that's not just me go kidnap princess or, you know, me join up so we can be bigger bad so I can go back to kidnapping princess. You know, <laughs> it's it's good. It's good. It's good. And it looks yeah. awesome. And I would love to see them explore it in another concept, hopefully past this. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Like, maybe we're wrong and it's like a 15-hour experience. It might be. Who knows? Who and knows? if it is, I'll buy it. Yeah. Because, you know what? With 3D World Attached, I don't really care too much about 3D World yeah. at all. But so, so you're like one of the only people that, you know, you could take it or leave it. Uh, 3D World. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Well, uh, Which probably. is fair enough, you know. Like, I don't I don't think... Uh, yeah. I, I, I've always said that I really don't think 3D World is anything to write home about. It's a decent little experience, but it's not... It's not a masterpiece. Like, it's, it's just another... It's just another Mario game to me. And, and f- furthermore to the fact that the one on the 3DS was probably a bit better, personally. But... That being said, um, this is, looks like a cool addition. I'd just like to see the concept used elsewhere instead of just this. Yeah. I think it is um, really actually quite special being able to play multiplayer Mario. I think that's a lot of fun. Oh, don't get me wrong. And that's an experience that no other 3D Mario game offers. So this is something that's going to be a lot of fun, especially if you've got a, maybe a family or you know, a small household with a, a few gamers in there. You're going to have a lot of fun with this game. Even now with um, online multiplayer that's been added in this, I guess, deluxe version. And you've got a couple of friends in, you know, four player. I reckon it's going to be a ton of fun. So I don't think that's, um, I think that's something a lot of people might forget as well. Like it is, if if you're sort of tired of 3D Mario because you've played through three of the older ones with the 3D All Stars, I think you could still have a lot of fun um, playing the four player multiplayer, whether it's online oh, yeah, or couch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it is an experience for the people that want it. You know, um, I just I just feel like. As somebody who played through it solo, it didn't offer much for me at all. And I don't think that would have changed with other people. But if you're looking for something to play with other people, it's not a bad game. Mm. It's just I don't think personally my experience would have changed. But I was also looking for the next big 3D Mario at that time. Uh, that time it came out, which is obviously not until Odyssey. So yeah, it was a big thing for me. Like I, at that point, last thing I played was Sunshine. That was the last big big 3D Mario. That was a long time, even <laughs> even prior to that. Yeah. So. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, sort of on Twitter afterwards, they announced a limited edition Nintendo Switch to come out. So it's basically with an all red dock and uh, the Switch itself, instead of being black, um, it's uh, red, which is the first limited edition to actually change its color rather than just have different um, imprints on the back of it, which actually looks really nice. 
Yeah. And uh, it's got, you know, special edition Joy-Cons with the blue grips and the blue, um, I guess uh, I guess you call the actual things, the Joy-Cons slide into a grip. So that's blue. So sort of uh, reminiscent on Mario's overalls. Um, looks pretty cool. I've actually got this pre-ordered because... Why not? Because, well, fuck not, I guess. <laughs> that's you and 3DS consoles, uh, 3DS, any console by name, made by Nintendo in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. So the how I justify it is, you know, my Switch is four years old and it's got a crack in it and the battery's not as good and I can update it for 200 bucks and uh, I can get the limited edition and it'll be a brand new thing. And even if like, you know, the pro console comes out in 12 months, you know, I've still got a limited edition console you know, for the shelf or whatever. I can't do that because I actually had to repair my Switch and I had to put a custom back on it to repair it. So I can't trade in mine. <laughs> So, poo poo for you. So, that's, that's how I justify it in my head. Um, I've put a deposit down whether I actually go through with it or not. I don't know. You know, I probably could get rid of some of my fucking old crap too if I really wanted it. I don't know. I don't know. It, the thing about it is it looks nice and it looks nice to me because I absolutely love red. Red is my favorite color. So, like having a red dock and a red switch, I'm like, yes. But as a Mario fan, it doesn't really speak to me as a Mario fan. No, it doesn't. It just speaks to me as a red switch, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so the first, the first actual change in color scheme. Yeah. So it's that's why it speaks to me. Um, but as a Mario fan, I'm not. It doesn't have like a Mario <laughs> logo or anything like that on it. I think I might hold my horses this year because if this is happening now with Mario, I'm almost expecting a Zelda one. Mm. So, and that to me will be like, yep, thanks. Yeah. I mean, even Pokemon as well, which we'll get into now. Like, It's the, the 25th anniversary and we got a release date for Pokemon Snap with a brand new trailer as well. And it's coming out on the 30th of April. Yeah. It's up for pre-order now if you're, you know, if you want to pre-order this far out for whatever reason. Um, I think we learned from last year with a Cedar Project Red and that shenanigans, but maybe don't pre-order so early. But I don't think that would be on that level of things. I think we've you know, seen a bit of this game, but um, yeah, so it's a, it's a game people have been looking forward to since uh, being announced early last year. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to getting into this game as well. Looks like a, a fun little romp to get, go through and, you know, take photos of everything and yeah. just be a nice little friendly, heartwarming game. I don't think it would be like, you know, the biggest game of the year or anything, but it's definitely a title from you know our childhood and many other people's childhood, our age, where we have a lot of nostalgia for Pokemon Snap. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This is something that has always been asked for. Yeah, and it's very pretty as well. Yeah. So yeah, coming out soon. King. And uh, also, the Pokemon Company sort of announced their plans for the 25th anniversary of the Pokemon series. And there's a, a lot of uh, merch stuff going on, so you can get like a limited edition skateboard by I'm not sure of the the artist's name, but you can go and check that out. I'm not a skateboarder, so it doesn't really phase <laughs> me too much. Through was a skateboard boy. He said but, um, boy. through their trailer where they sort of did like one of the, the YouTube sort of domino effect videos where like, you know, they set off a train and it hits a domino and it knocks something over and it just continues the whole thing. It's a really cool little announcement trailer, which if, if you haven't seen, go and check it out. It'll be on Pokemon's YouTube channel. But yeah. it sort of ends up with announcing that there's going to be a year-long music collaboration and... Uh, uh, I guess the, the main feature artist who they've announced at the moment is Katy Perry. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, personally, like, I I don't know what it is about Pokemon, but, like, in in the games itself, I absolutely love the music. And that sort of carried on through the anime and gone to, like, YouTube covers and YouTube original songs and stuff. So I'm always listening to Pokemon music. That's just the type of big nerd I am. So the idea that they're actually collaborating with, like, big pop stars really does excite me. This is 
probably the most exciting announcement from um, this slate of announcements, apart from Pokemon Snap. Obviously. I would imagine the bump of chicken one was probably more exciting for you, though. Yeah, but the thing is, like, um, yeah, I, I really like, like, I really liked Bumper Chicken in high school, but the, it didn't, it didn't sound Pokemon, if you know what I mean, that song. But yeah, no, that was a cool song too. But you're I, saying that like you've heard the whole Katy Perry track, and you're like, oh yes, this embodies yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, that's the thing. Obviously, we haven't heard any <laughs> of the music, but. Um, you know, I'm not so much uh, these days, but I was a big Katy Perry song fan. So. <laughs> yes, you are a big Katy Perry. <laughs> no, the thing is, though, Drew it, Agnew by Katy Perry is, <laughs> is 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 when you're thinking about it. Though the first Pokemon music that comes to your head is more like, I wanna be the win. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna be the very best Pokemon. Go to <laughs> like. It, <laughs> So when you hear this Katy Perry song, you'll be like, what the fuck? This isn't my Gen 4 remix I wanted? Yeah, Katy, you know? <laughs> Katy Perry's like, this is my song. It's called Jigglypuff. It's like, I'm a Jigglypuff in a little world, puffing around like a little puff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as, much as it, it is going to be something that is, they're like, oh yeah, this is a song about Pokemon, but it is literally... It is not going to be something that's going to be like me with my best bird Pikachu. <laughs> it's going to be more like you know, it's going to be on the veins of firework, where it's just like. Say I re- say I I love that song though. Yes, so I'll be happy. Yes, but <laughs> if it's just like a hit, if it's just like a really poppy sounding Katy Perry song that's about I don't know Pikachu, I'll be happy. Don't ruin my dreams, bro. You're just a Katy Perry fan, okay? Let's just put it out there. Yeah, I am. Right? I that, am. that is that is what it is. That is, yeah. Yeah, you're like you're like I don't listen to Bumper Chicken nowadays, but fucking Katy Perry, I can bang to that. I can bang to that. <laughs> yeah, to that, not her. Whoa! All right. Whoa! Calm yourself down. I'm, I'm- you had to think about that for a second. You're like, oh shit, he's figured me out. Anyway, um- I, I just said I can. You said you can bang to that, and I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> I'm talking about my head while I'm listening to the song, Bryce. You sick puppy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bryce DeWitt is yeah. a disgusting man. I am not. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> All right. So very cool. Very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing more of it. Uh, obviously, Pokemon Day coming out on the 27th, of, I believe. Um, hopefully getting a few more announcements for some of their plans in 2021, hopefully. And hopefully that involves a, you know, a brand new game, which uh, a lot of leakers and a lot of, I guess, general knowledge is that it's going to be pointing towards a Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl remake yeah. from the fourth generation. A lot of do- domains have been re-enabled and stuff. Oh, Bryce, don't you say, yeah. I know you're not the biggest fan of uh, Gen 4, but, you know, let us have this, mate. Let us have this. Now, listen, mate, that wasn't a fucking yeah in fucking dismay. Mm-mm. It was a yeah in, in I've heard and seen all the leaks already and I kind of wish they'd just fuck off. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. Because you know. to be honest, like Centro Pokemon leaks, all right. That that they put up their Twitter page around the time that Sword and Shield was starting to be leaked out, um, and they'd never really been prominent before that. But they've been a page for twelve years on the internet, like they've been around for a long time. And you know, as soon as as soon as anything Pokemon comes up, somebody's liked or retweeted or whatever from Centro Pokemon leaks, and they're like, oh yeah. This has been re-enabled. This has been re-enabled. I'm like, great. Does it mean anything though? Or are people just going to fucking get excited about over it over nothing? Because as accurate as Centro have been, you know, re-enabling a website doesn't always mean anything. 
and we've learned that a million times before. So why make a big fucking deal about it? And because Centro yeah. said it, everybody's going off their nut. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I, I read it and I also went, yeah, well, kind of assumed that. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, well, you know. Shit happens. But, you know, you're getting people hyped up over nothing. And then at the end of the year, we're going to get the same thing. There was no time in a Pearl remake. Yeah. I'm honestly like, fucking, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. We were having a discussion before the show. I'm like, release a collection of Pokemon games, Gen 4, Gen 5 DS games, put them in a collection, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Black, to, Black White, Black 2, White 2. Put I'm, them in a collection. Yeah. I would be happy. It's funny, Game Freak would be a lot happier with that too because that is a lot less work. That is a fucking shit ton <laughs> less like, work. So, all right, Bryce, tell you what, good idea, mate. Uh, we'll we'll portal these to the Switch and then we'll have the rest of the, the year off. All right? I'm good with that. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's right. I am literally good with that. Because I would just like to play those games again because like we were saying before, the scarcity of Pokemon games in the modern world, like just getting the old cartridges again, is fucking ridiculous and you literally can't play them anymore. Yeah, see, I I, I would love a collection. I think that would be fantastic just bringing those games to the Switch because obviously uh, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color games were ported to uh, 3DS for the, through the virtual console, but on the, on the Switch there's just no way to play games except for Let's Go Pikachu and, uh, you know, uh, Sword and Shield. So ha- having access to uh, some of those older games through the virtual console or a collection or whatever have you, that'd be great. But it that definitely does not sort of make up for like, you know, a big holiday Pokemon release. I don't care. I do. All right, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> a lot of people care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, look, I want them. I think, I think at the end of the day, I think they can do it better justice and it could work better and they've got a lot to answer for when it comes to Sword and Shield. But at the end of the day, why do we why do we put so much hope and riding on things that they're going to do if it's just going to let us down every time and everybody's going to have a bitch fit about it? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I've stopped hoping. I've stopped hoping about what's going to come and what's not going to come. Yeah, because we've, we've we've been dragged into it before, where it's just like you know what we're not getting a Pokemon game this year, and you know then they do a direct and like oh look he's there's Hollow behind him. There's going to be a Let's Go Johto, and you know you get sucked into the hype, and it's like. Yeah. It's like, why did I believe that? Like, every bit of my brain was saying, why the fuck would they make a Let's Go Johto yeah. in 2020? Why would they do that? Yeah, But you exactly. still get you still get and hooked you get, into it. But if you get sucked into it, that's what happens. And yeah. that's why I've started saying, I don't give a shit. Because at the end of the day, end of the day it's going to happen uh, whenever it wants to happen. And if it's going to happen at all, it'll happen when it wants to happen. But with the way people hype up Pokemon announcements like with Sword and Shield and all that and stuff like that, and only to be disappointed and just cause an internet shit fest like uh, the whole Dex issue. Why do we get our hopes up? Don't. <laughs> you will just set yourself up for disappointment in the future. And I'm glad I didn't get my, hi- my my hopes up that high with Sword and Shield because in the end, I ended up enjoying it a lot better than treating it like it was my baby. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like we've... Like we're pretty sure a Pokemon game is going to come out this year. Oh, certain. It's 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 anniversary. It's anniversary. Like, there's no chance Game Freak doesn't have a game coming out, and we pretty much know what it will be. It will be like you know, it will be the same generation Sword and Shield. So it'll be running off that engine, and it will be in the Sinnoh region. Like you know, there's not too much more than that. It'll be fun, mm. but yeah. um, don't. I'm not going to put too much expectations that we're going to get you know great. 
post game content and all that. Like, well, that that's what I mean. Keep on and, and harping that, on about that. It's absolutely what I'm getting at. Is people are like, oh, Diamond and Pearl remakes. We want Diamond and Pearl remakes. It's like, yeah, you're going to get that probably in some sort of form of respect, but you're not going to get it the way you expected it. And that's how it is. I mean, look at shit. Look at Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, they, they, like they were fine, but they, they were weren't fine. They weren't the they weren't remakes of like my favorite game. No, you know they no. weren't. They weren't there that. Was no, there was no friggin' Battle Frontier or anything like that. Like the the stuff that you would want in it, it was just kind of okay. And that's exactly what these are going to be. They're not going to be your nostalgia driven trip through history. Like even even Let's Go, you know that that wasn't like that for Kanto. It was its own experience. Yeah. And it's this is the same way this is going to go. Don't get your expectations up and then fucking shit on the internet constantly because it's not going to come out the way you want. You're going to be upset about it. And this is why I don't get hyped for it anymore. Yeah. I, just, I just let it go, see how it goes, whatever. And yeah. then complain about it later if it doesn't meet my expectations, but just not on the same level some people do. It'll be uh, interesting to see how sort of, you know, COVID-19 and 2020 impacted development too and, what the the product in the, at the end of this year is going to entail as well, which is a problem. Yeah, because we know they moved to the you know Nintendo building in Tokyo, so we'll see you know because that's obviously a lot more people, a lot more yeah, yeah. bigger city, a lot more impact as far as that goes. So whether they still got the product out or it would be a lot less product or what, we'll find out when it's announced, and that's we'll right. dare say we'll be following it a lot of this year. Yeah. Um. So this is an interesting one. So this is from my Nintendo uh my Nintendo News so the, the title is, uh, Games on the eShop now can't be sold for less than $2 according to indie dev SMG Studios. So over the years, the games on Nintendo Switch eShop have been sold for as little as a penny. But now it would seem that Nintendo has a new rule in place that stops any digital game from being uh, listed less than $2. In the past, quite often you would see some chart being dominated by cheaply priced games, but according to a Def Square developer, SMG Studio on Reddit, the new rules seem to have to be imposed, so the lowest price you'll see for a new game is now $2. So this is this was interesting because the eShop is just plagued with a game. Shovel, for, yeah. Just stuff that goes on sale all the time, and that's just because how the eShop works is somewhat broken that... It, if you put out a game that's full priced, it, it won't be found unless it's like a popular game, whether it's a Nintendo game or a very well-known indie game, you probably won't find it. So a lot no, of developers right. are sort of going for the strategy of just constantly putting it on on sale mm. and putting it for like, you know, a dollar and then that bumps it up in the charts. People see it, then the sale ends, it goes you know back to 20 bucks or the original price. And that's how they sort of manipulate Nintendo's eShop to, um, you know, get sales. Yeah, so yeah, Nintendo yeah. looks like they've stepped in, stepped in a bit, instead of like, all right, instead of one dollar, you can. It's now two dollars. Like you know, there's a bit of a buffer there. I guess so. That's just a bit of an interesting uh, caveat. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is from Nintendo enthusiast. And uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons yearly sales weren't Nintendo's best. Uh, sorry, New Horizons yearly sales were Nintendo's best since Wii Fit Plus. Ooh. So, it's a fair gap between there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the article reads, We now move into the new year. Uh, more and more data is being released on Nintendo's 2020 uh, games industry sales. As reported, Nintendo has had a pretty great success year across the board. Uh, with that, of course, includes Nintendo Switch hardware as the system continues to push numbers and break records. However, software has been a huge part to play, especially uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. The MPD Group's sales numbers for 2020 reflected how the latest Animal Crossing has done incredibly well for Nintendo. 
Nova MPD only counts the US physical sales for uh, physical uh, counts US physical sales for Nintendo Switch. Even so, uh, New Horizons has achieved the highest physical dollar sales for Nintendo published game in a decade. Uh, you have to go back to Wii Fit Plus to find similar numbers. Uh, a game that was incredibly tough to find at launch. So a big gap between sort of um, sales figures there for Nintendo. Um, it's funny because I didn't, I got no idea how much uh, Wii Fit Plus sold. That was one I never bought. I, I had enough of Wii Fit. I was feeling fit enough after the first Wii Fit. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's just been a, a massive year for uh, Nintendo as far as sales go. So we'll wrap up the news with a bit of sales. And um, this is from gamesindustry.biz. And the title is, uh, 2020 sees uh, record US game spending at uh, $56 billion. So US game sales have gained new heights in 2020 with total spending reaching uh, $56 billion. That's a 27 increase year on year, according to tracking firm MPD's latest report. Software represented the vast majority of uh, this figure uh, with the game content spending reaching at $48.9 billion in 2020. They include physical and digital games, DLC, and subscriptions across console, cloud, mobile, portable, PC, and VR platforms. So Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was the best-selling game of 2020, followed by another COD title, Modern Warfare. It's the 12th year in a row that Call of Duty franchise is on top of the uh, annual US charts, a record. And uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons made it to number three, so only beaten by two Call of Duty games, which... uh, you know that's just a sort of a, a given at this point. Yeah. Call of Duty is not going to be stopped. I don't. I. It's 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 strange. It's strange to see if a COD. I, I really don't know how it sold that much. I want to know how much got refunded, considering that game is destroying consoles and they still haven't fixed it. Mm. I'm very very angry about that. Yeah, and another quote from this um, article, sort of later on as well. So the annual dollar sales for Nintendo Switch hardware were the second highest of any individual platform in a single calendar year in U.S. history. Um, sort of the only, only the 2008 dollar sales of Nintendo Wii were higher. So just like a phenomenal year for the Switch. Um, had uh, the percentage of Nintendo, it was the best-selling platform for the year in the U.S. as well. It's like 80, it's like 86% of all platforms, but I can't find it at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, just an absolutely phenomenal year for Switch. We'll see what um 2021 actually entails if they release any games and yeah. <laughs> actually push it. Yeah, that's right. They sort of, they got away with it last year, just with Animal Crossing was such a success. Oh, yeah, right off. You could imagine if um, Animal Crossing wasn't the success and it, it sort of did how you might expect it to. Like, what would 2020 look like for them? It might have been a not not a disaster, but it might have been like a pretty you know concerning thing for for the brand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but no, they yeah really did really did well yeah. overall. Yeah, it's one of those places that benefited from COVID somehow. Yeah, yeah. No, video games definitely did benefit. Yeah, yeah. And if you wanted to play video games, well, I guess you benefited too if you got an excuse to stay at home. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Somewhat, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. So, Bryce, you've only got a little bit of time left, do you? Uh, literal minutes, probably. Literal minutes. All right. Yeah. We'll get through. We'll get through some uh, red coin recommendations, and we'll wrap up the show. How do you feel about that? Sure. Mate? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Am I going to go for it? Yep. Right now. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Do it right now. 
All right, guys. So this uh, this week we've got three recommendations, and the first one is maybe an obvious one if you've been on the eShop in the last week. But Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game Complete Edition, comes to Nintendo Switch after years of disappearing from digital shops. If you have not played that game, play it. I, I literally kept an Xbox 360 for that game. Like, yeah. really did. Yeah. Amazing game. So, how much, how much is it worth? Uh, it's $22. That's a fucking steal. It is, it is. That comes with all like all the DLC too. Yeah, and online multiplayer, which wasn't featured in the original version. Exactly. So, rediscovered the beloved 2D arcade-style beat-em-up, inspired by the iconic comic book series and Scott uh, Pilgrim vs. the World in this complete edition. So, check that one out. You've probably heard about it before, but uh, now you heard about it again. So, this is... Uh, what we got here? And I've got another one here called Rhythm Fighter. So this is a roguelike horizontal action game that players need to follow the beats to defeat opponents. Uh, beats to follow, fist the bone, uh, face the foe, dance to kill. So it looks like a pretty cool little um, cool. <laughs> a, a fighting rhythm game. I'll leave, check out the link in the show notes if you want to check out sort of the artwork and stuff. It looks, looks really nice. That's what it looks like, bros. What the fuck? That's just the inventory. I'm trying to... It's <laughs> something like... That looks like a real there good you go. fighting. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Just looking around the screenshot. Ah. 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 And I'll let you read one, Bryce. There uh, you go, man. Sure. This is one I picked out. Uh, it actually looks quite nice. We've got down, uh, down in Bermuda here, right? Uh, it's actually 60% off at the moment uh, at nine ninety nine. So they're, they're abusing the eShop right there. They know what's going on. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, this game is usually twenty four ninety nine. Um, down to nine ninety nine, so that's a pretty good price, right? That's that's a good start for it, right? Yeah, great start. Um, the description for the game is: overcome creatures of the deep and unravel the island's secrets in search of for a way back home. Uh, an unnatural storm leaves an adventurer so aviator stranded for decades within within the infamous Bermuda. Overcome creatures of the deep and un- unravel the island's secrets in search for a way back home. Down in Bermuda is a quirky adventure film. Uh, Jesus, I can't read today. Down in Bermuda is a quirky adventure field. Why does it not have game there? With puzzles to solve and mysteries to uncover. Badly worded. The adventurous aviator Milton finds himself trapped in a time bubble time bubble deep inside the Bermuda and needs your help to escape. It is one person supported through 432 megabytes. Uh, it is made by Yak. Well, there you go. There you go. I can't talk today. Yeah, well, this, is, this is why I went quiet in the second half because I'm like blah, 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 blah. now you know what I feel like every day <laughs> yeah I'm sure no listen if I started off talking like the whole time I might have been alright but I just lose myself when I, when I stop talking after talking for a bit when I stop talking eventually I just go you're like a snowball yes that's right <laughs> I melt um, it no. looks it looks really interesting uh, it's it does it's, it's kind of like an isometric view game with what seems to be just uh, puzzles, I guess. Yeah, so it's a puzzle game and it, it, it reminds me of Old Man's Journey, which I actually really enjoyed on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, I've watched you play it. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a really quite sweet puzzle game, um, Old Man's Journey. So That's cool. It sort of reminded me of that. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, it's quite cheap as well. Yeah, that's right. Only 10 bucks instead of 25 So, But uh, the, real win- the real winner here is definitely Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. If you have not... If you have not played that game, it, it is, you know, it has been out a long time now. Um, and 
honestly, it is one of the funnest arcade beat 'em ups I've ever played, and I've played it so many times. And it's a it's a relatively short experience, but yeah. if you liked anything to do with Scott Pilgrim versus the World, you will enjoy that game. It is it is awesome. Yeah, and limited games are bringing out a special edition too, a physical copy. So I know a lot of people are keen for that because yeah. they're worried it might disappear again. Yeah, which is a decent um, guess a uh, fear. Yeah, You're a fan of that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I mean it is it is um, it is a genuine concern. <laughs> um, that is why I kept an Xbox with a digital copy of it. Um, because. Yeah, I, I knew I wasn't, wasn't going to be able to ever find it again. And as far as I can, as far as I know, as far as emulation goes, I don't know if it's emulatable. I have no idea. I don't know. Was it on PC? No. Yeah, so probably not. I kind of hope they put it on PC just for longevity. Hmm. That'd be nice, but yeah. We'll see. All right, Bryce. Well, since uh, we're limited for time now, we'll... Uh, limited run games. Yep. Yeah, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie can uh, stay in his rec room for a bit longer. <laughs> He's been actually itching to talk to us, but you know he can stay there, bugger him. What are you talking about? He's been on vacation. <laughs> you haven't noticed? No. Well, have you heard any noise coming from the room? No, well, I was wondering why the dishes weren't done. Well, Buddy yeah. hell, Reggie. Yeah, he went for a vacation, mate. Reggie, where are you? Even I knew that, and I haven't. I haven't. We. I. I literally have not sat here for a month. So I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but obviously you don't talk to your housemate much. No. I don't. Like at all. <laughs> Only when we podcast, I go, what's up, Reggie? He goes, hi. Hi, fans. Reggie here. Thank you for your never-ending support. Hi, Nintendo. Oh, he's here. Oh, shut up, Reggie. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Wow. <laughs> I'm Reggie, and I am disappointed. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario, episode 173. If you enjoy the show, you can check us out on all the podcast services. Leave us a review. It really does help us reach some new audiences. Nummy. And all that fun stuff. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at iDruby. You can follow Bryce at Ivy Revan. And you can follow the show at The House of Mario for all the updates and everything when we're going to go live, what we're doing for our you know 20th, 25th year anniversary Pokemon stuff. These words are hard, Bryce. You're right. Mate. I told you. Yeah, they're hard. And it's a little bit of that XPA too. I feel like. Yeah. See, I feel like it's a bad idea drinking and trying to like be on the ball. No, it's all right. I don't know. It's all right. This Look, podcast is all about relaxing. We're not. A, we're not a big professional production. You know, we have we have some professional production gear, but you know, we're not we're not here to make money. We're here to talk about shit. It was just like here, like, mm, I've got all my paperwork ready and yes. we're ready to make some mm, money. Paperwork. Mm, mm, paperwork. Very important. Mm, mm. Yes. I've got the show laid out on my Excel file. Oh, yes. Oh, Excel. Mm, yes. Oh, yes. I love myself a good spreadsheet. If you want to Excel, you've got to use Excel. Excuse me, sir. Do you have a PowerPoint on this so I could read it all up later? Yes. Uh, my uh, kid in year seven actually used his uh, used it to do his project oh, at very, school. Very good. On a projector, I presume. Yeah, oh, yes. You've got to show uh, the class. Yes, on the projector. Mm. Mm, PowerPoint. Yes, PowerPoint, PowerPoint is good. Very pointy power. Yes. Mm. My kid did a project all about beavers and the influence on the environment. If you take the beavers away, they will not make the dams and the dams will overflow and, my God, environmental disaster. Oh, dear, yes. Beavers are very important, just like PowerPoint. 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 Speaking How of- would you tell me that without PowerPoint? I don't know. We can't use words, so we need to use PowerPoint. That's right. You can't use Publisher, so you need to use Excel. I wouldn't use Publisher. Fucking Excel. I use Word. What about those days when you didn't have Publisher, so you had to like do with the images and Word, and it just like 
doesn't oh, fit in God, properly. Don't and, even remind me. That. Oh, nightmarish hell. When's the last time you used a uh, Microsoft Office? Not in a long time since Open Office existed because it's just as good and it's free. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit weird how you got to do a whole year subscription just because you want to write on your no, computer. You know what's worse? You know what's worse? Is, <laughs> you know what's worse? is like worse, mo- mo- most times you go into education, they're just like, do you have basic knowledge of Microsoft Word? It's like, no, because I use a better writing program that's free. <laughs> And they're like, oh, well, that's too bad because you're going to have to know. It's just like, great, so I'll Google it. <laughs> you're just like, oh, how do I format my words? Oh, no, how do I find the format button? It's like, Google, tell me how to f- pr- find the format button. It's like, here it is. It's like, cool. Hooray, I learned how to use Microsoft Word. Ugh. My point being, fuck Microsoft Office. <laughs> All right, that's 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 Bryce's point. If you're going to take anything away from the podcast, that's going no, to be it. We are not Microsoft Office sponsored. No, no. Sorry. Not yet. Not yet. No. Got no. some connections through uh, Phil Spencer. Stop. Stop. Never. I'll be telling me to stop. That stop. Stop. All right, we, we are stopping the podcast. All right. Uh, this week's Nintendo jukebox is Hyrule Field by Youngtown and G. Gill. It's a banger from 2013, which... That's how it goes. Anyway, guys. The doors to this episode of The House of Mario are closed. Catch you later. Bye. Ever since I was little, I wondered why I felt so different. These nightmares aren't a custom. I must uncover this vision. We had adventures in the lost woods. You had claim were sacred. Even under my dose enslavement, you said that I was your favorite. But when the moment finally had arrived, the cookie resorted on what it should that I buy. Cannot protect me from this feeling inside. Well, miss a lot of years, which is an appealing to my heart pieces. I'm seeking a freaking replacement. Cause this stupid fairy knife, he doesn't know what she is saying. My dough was cycle blaming me for the death who Devastation. It's difficult to leave you, but this emerald is complicated. Yeah, kinda like our friendship, and it could possibly be us together in the future. But hey, thanks for this ocarina. See ya! I will remember all the times that we shared, times that we shared, yeah. I'll never forget you, though. I must leave you right here, leave you right here for that I. It's driving me cuckoo that I have to avoid all these guards So do I really have to listen once all that is tripping about the prophetic dreams? I mean, we're only two adolescent naive kids, but a hero was what this legend needs Empathy just me, this lullaby, the lyrics are unknown And afterwards I must go reclaim two more spiritual stones When I return, we'll open this door of time to protect what's most valuable Though when I show up to see you, you have to go Never to understand what you are planning to do Make the planet yours so you'll never banish For I am challenging you I might just be a child But do not underestimate my courage Time permitting I shall lift your curses When I arrive in my final version So goodbye, goodbye to this fairy ocarina I've been given the last key to protect Hyrule From all of this evil When the song of time is played The stone spectacles will shine Now I can seal my destiny At this pedestal of time I will remember all the 
Songs that we shared, times that we shared, yeah. I'll never forget you, though I must leave you right here, leave you right here for that I. Of a lifetime, like.